0: Samuel Morse History Stories Collection Samuel Morse was born in Massachusetts, 1791. His father was a Presbyterian minister. Young Morse went to the common schools and to Yale College. In college he used his spare time in painting and after graduation he went to England and studied under the best artists he came home and for a time painted portraits for a living after having spent some years abroad in work and study morse was again returning home from france when the idea of sending news by electricity first came to him why can't it be said morse to a friend who answered there is great need of sending news by electricity he began then and there to plan a machine and to and to invent an alphabet. This was all done on shipboard. When he reached land, he went to work with a wheel at his new-found problem. For a long time the work went on very slowly, for inventors must eat and sleep and pay their way in the world. While Morse was struggling over his machine and trying to make himself master of the strange force called electricity, he was very often hungry and at times even on the point of starvation. Now came a bright spot in his career. A young man named Alfred Vail, an excellent mechanic, saw Morse's telegraph instruments and immediately believed they would be successful. Young Vail borrowed money and became Morse's assistant in the great work. For what he did, he deserves credit next to Morse himself. A patent must now be had and the telegraph must be so improved that they could show it to a committee of Congress. It was arranged that Vell and a mechanic by the name of Baxter should do the work behind locked doors, for if someone should happen to see the instruments and obtain a patent first, then Morse and Vail would be ruined. In the locked shop, the two men worked steadily day after day. Vell made many improvements. Among these was the new dot and dash alphabet. At last, one day in January 1838, everything was in complete working order. Baxter, hatless and coatless, ran for Mr. Bell's father to come at once and see the telegraph work. At one end of the ware stood young Vail, and at the other stood Morse. This wire was stretched around the room so that it was three miles in length. The elder Bell wrote, "'A patient waiter is no loser.' He said to his son, If you can send this message and Mr. Morse can read it at the other end, I shall be convinced. It was done, and there was great rejoicing. The invention was hurried to Washington, and young Bell took out a patent in the name of Morse. Morse obtained permission to set up his telegraphic instruments in rooms in the Capitol. These rooms were filled with congressmen watching the strange business. Members in one room would carry on witty conversations with persons in the other room. This was great fun for those looking on, but it was slow work talking with members of Congress and winning their help. Finally, Morse asked for $30,000 to build a line from Washington to Baltimore. The bill met opposition, one member moving that a part of the money be used in building a railroad to the moon, Another, that it was used in making experiments in mesmerism. Moore stood leaning against the railing, which separated the outsiders from the members. He was greatly excited, and turning to a friend, said, I have spent seven years and all that I have in making this instrument perfect. If it succeeds, I am a made man, and it, if it fails, I am ruined. I have a large family and not money enough to pay my board bill when I leave the city." It was 10 o'clock march three, eighteen hundred and forty-three, 1843 the last night of that congress morse gave up and went to his hotel in the morning a friend met and congratulated him on the action of congress in granting thirty thousand dollars for his telegraph line the last thing congress did that night morse was surprised the telegraph line to baltimore was built and the first dispatch was ready to send Morse called the young woman who had been the first to congratulate, to send this first message, what God hath wrought. The success of Morse was slow at first, but he lived to see the day when his instrument was used in Europe. He visited Europe again, was given gold medals, and received other rewards and honors from many of the rulers of the different European countries. He died in eighteen hundred seventy-two at the good old age of eighty-one. Congress and state legislators paid tribute to his memory. Samuel Morris was hardly in his grave before a wonderful invention was made which called electricity into far wider use in carrying news. This new invention was the telephone, and two men, Bell and Gray, applied for patents on it at almost the same time. The instruments are wonderful conductors of sound carrying as they do the actual words and tones of the voice.